Today on episode 95 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, are you ready to handle a computer emergency? Well, today and next Monday, we're going to talk about how to act quickly in specific situations that involve your computer. And I'll tell you the very short list of things on television that I find entertaining. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Hey, thanks for joining me today. This is The Computer Tutor Podcast, and I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. If you're new to the show, I hope you're not expecting a bunch of technical mumbo-jumbo because that is off-limits here. We talk in plain language like normal people, and I like to tell you about cool things you can do with your computer. Or sometimes how to handle your computer when certain things happen, like what we're going to talk about today and next week. My business is computer repair, virus removals, data recovery, setting up an automated backup, just about anything that's related to your computer. And I do all of that right here from my home office in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. And by using some pretty cool technology, I do a lot of work through remote access. So I can fix your computer and neither one of us has to leave home. If you have a problem with your computer, just give me a call. 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 095. So let's get started. How do you react in an emergency situation? You know, it's kind of funny how different people can have completely different reactions. Like if you're driving in your car and all of a sudden you see a car up ahead of you lose control and flip over, what would you do? Or you're in a restaurant and say there's a group of six or eight people at a table that's near you and suddenly one of them starts to have a seizure. How would you react to that? Well, some people would rush over and try to help. And other people would want to just immediately leave the scene and not think about it. And others would just freeze up and not do anything. I have personally been in both of those situations that I mentioned, and I've seen all of those reactions. Now, when I lived up north, I lived in a small town in Maine, and I worked for my home office with my computer business, very much like I do now here in Florida. But for a few years during that time up north, I also worked part-time as an EMT in the town where I lived. That town was Waldeboro, Maine, in case you happen to be familiar with it. Now, this, this was a paying job, but it paid very little, and I wasn't really doing it for the money anyway. I just really enjoyed driving the ambulance and being able to help people who were maybe having a heart attack or had just been in a car accident or whatever. These were people that were having a pretty rough day, and I had the chance to help them get through it, and I really liked that. I can't say I ever saved anyone's life, and the thing I really wanted to do sometime is to help deliver a baby, but I never got to do that either. So for me, I think I'm pretty good at responding to an emergency situation like that. But what I'm talking about today are computer emergencies. Now, chances are you're going to face one or even more of these at some point, And I want to make sure you are ready and that you know what to do. 
I'm going to talk about four different computer emergency situations. I'll do two of them today, and I'll do two next week. So hopefully this will be something that you remember when the time comes that you have to deal with this for your own computer. All right, computer emergency number one, a drink gets spilled on your laptop. Now when this happens, your heart's going to skip a beat, even if you know exactly what to do. You'll see your laptop keyboard all soaked with water or coffee or wine or soda, and it's just a sick thing to see right there in front of your eyes. How should you immediately react? Well, first thing, pull the power cord out of the laptop. Then you want to flip the laptop over and remove the battery. The idea is you want to remove all the sources of electricity so that no power is flowing inside the laptop. After you've unplugged it and removed the battery, take a dry hand towel and try to dab up as much of the visible liquid that you can. And believe me, water or wine or whatever your drink of choice happens to be is going to find a way to get into every crack and crevice on your laptop. Just try and get as much as you can. So now that you wiped it down and it looks like it's pretty much dried out, should you see if it powers back up again? No. You definitely don't want to do that because there's still a bunch of liquid on the inside of the laptop that is still able to do more damage if you turn it on again. It's going to be a strong temptation, but don't turn the laptop back on. At this point, you need to take it to your local computer tech and let him or her take it from there. The laptop needs to be disassembled and completely dried out properly and then reassembled before it can be powered up again. Is this an emergency that can be prevented? Well, yes, sure it can. Don't have any drinks near your laptop. Oh, I know, you're very careful, and you would never do anything so clumsy like that. Yeah, that's what everyone says. At the very least, set your drink down far enough away from the computer that if you happen to bump it and it spills, it won't hurt the machine. Or if you drink bottled water, just keep the cap on it when you're not chugging it down. Okay, computer emergency number two. Your hard drive is failing. And how do you know it's failing? Well, if you're lucky, it gives you a warning message. This is not always going to happen because sometimes a hard drive will just crash without giving any sign of a problem ahead of time. But your hard drive has a built-in warning system. And if it recognizes the symptoms, it's going to pop up a nice little warning on your screen when you first boot it up. The actual message says, hard drive failure is imminent. And that's actually about as accurate as it gets. Imminent means it could happen in an hour or tomorrow or next week or two minutes from now. You just don't know. So how should you immediately react? Well, if there's anything important on this computer, like documents, pictures, music, emails, anything else you wouldn't want to lose, and you don't have a recent backup, you need to turn off the computer immediately and don't turn it back on. The more you use the computer, the closer you get to the time when the drive actually does fail. Then you need to take it to a computer tech or a computer repair place that you trust so that they can save the data that you need to save. This is what gives you the best odds to not lose any of your files. Once those are safe, you can now think about how you want to proceed. And in most cases, you can just put a new hard drive in and reinstall Windows, restore your files, and you're back in business. Now, is this a computer emergency that could be prevented? Eh, yes and no. There's really not a whole lot you can do to actually keep your hard drive from crashing. Yes, there are some programs that you can run that can do hard drive maintenance, and that's actually a really good idea, and it's something that I do on my computer. But I'm not naive enough to think that most people are going to do this, because most people won't. 
And really, even if you do that, it's not a guarantee that your hard drive isn't going to crash anyway. So you have to be prepared for when the drive does crash. And how do you prepare? With an automated backup process. You need to have a system in place so that all of your important stuff gets backed up every day automatically so you never have to think about it. You can set that up if you want to, if you know how, or I can set it up for you. I do this remotely and it takes about 10 minutes. And doing that ahead of time is something that you will be very glad you did when your hard drive does decide to die. So what did we learn today? We learned if you spill something on your laptop, pull the power cord and take out the battery. And if you get a warning that your hard drive is failing, shut off the power and don't turn it back on. So next Monday in part two, I'll cover two more computer emergencies and how you should handle them. And now for the Get to Know Scott segment, I have a few more of my favorite things. This week I'm going to talk about the stuff I like to watch on TV. Overall, I really don't even like television at all, but there are a few exceptions. My favorite sport to watch on TV. Now this would probably be a two-way tie. One of them you can probably guess if you've listened to some of my previous episodes of this podcast. I like to watch any long-distance running event. Usually that means a marathon if it's going to be televised. But the other event that I like to watch is poker, particularly the World Series of Poker, which is held every year right out, of course, in Las Vegas. I'd actually love to play in that someday. It's just that the $10,000 entry fee is a little bit expensive. Okay, how about my favorite movie? I think I mentioned this on a previous episode. My favorite movie is called Glengarry Glen Ross. It's full of major actors like Jack Lemmon, Kevin Spacey, Al Pacino, Alan Arkin, Alec Baldwin, Ed Harris. It's actually based on a play by David Mamet. And it's about a group of salesmen in a shady real estate office and the personal struggles that each of them has with themselves and with each other. Alec Baldwin in this movie, and I'm not a fan of Alec Baldwin at all as a person, but in this film, he has just one scene, probably about 10 minutes, and I think it's probably the best one of his career. It's not a movie to watch with young children because of the strong language, but really it's not the type of thing kids would probably want to watch anyway. And my favorite TV series, definitely The Office. I think this show was a great vehicle for Steve Carell and his great talent with that kind of awkward humor. Most of his movies are terrible, but he was great on this show. I also liked that there was no laugh track. That would definitely have completely ruined it. I have to say, though, this show went for, I think, nine seasons, and the first four or five seasons were the best. Then they started to kind of really grasp for storylines, and when Steve Carell left, it definitely was not the same. Well, if you want to comment on my favorite TV choices, or anything else for that matter, you can always call my podcast voicemail line at 727-386-9468. That line is never answered by a human being, so you can just leave your message, and I'll probably play it on my podcast. Or you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And that's going to do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with part two of How to Handle Computer Emergencies. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. 
And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.